When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is changing her mind about what she wants. Ooh, ooh, sounds like a Hallmark movie. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Oh, Big city woman does. goes back to her <laughs> small town roots and changes her mind about what she wants. <laughs> That's the vibe. That is the vibe. Uh, but before we begin, uh, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are not perfect or, I don't know, mentally sound. Um, So please take our (laughs) advice as you see fit. I'm in a mood today. Um, We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, Sam, what's our check-in topic for today? Okay, our check-in topic is from a listener. Uh, in fact, avid listener is their name. Uh, pronouns Cute. she, her, <laughs> writing from Indiana. And avid listener um, asked us a question, um, apparently on a recent episode, 236 perhaps, which is wild to think that there are 236 episode, episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> My it love. feels like we just hit 200 like a day ago, but apparently not. Um So apparently Sierra in that episode mentioned having business meetings with Willow about their relationship where they would Mm -hmm. like intentionally make time to check in on how things are going, like Mm -hmm. what, like do logistics planning, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. some of that sort of mindful relationship practice that uh, we've talked about. And Avid Listener wants to know if I do it and also like how to bring it up, how to suggest it, how to do it in a way that doesn't make it seem like, ah, this is really intense and scary, Mm -hmm. but just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're doing this intentionally to check in on things. Um, So any sort of advice, musings, thoughts about how to sort of bring, well, I guess the question of like, can you talk to us about what your business meetings look like? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then also Mm -hmm. like how to do them in a way that feels constructive and helpful and like fun as opposed to like a slog. A slog. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever heard that word before. No, um, you anyway. have because I said slog in a previous episode and you had the exact same reaction. So <laughs> that goes to show my retention rate these days. Yeah, clearly. Um, okay. So I love this check in topic because I love my relationship business meetings or check in meetings or whatever you want to call them. Um, for me, I think 
especially um, when our your lives are hectic or maybe you've got a lot of like spinning plates at once or you share a calendar or you share expenses or I don't know, you have a shared shared goals for your relationship. Um, I think check-ins or, or logistical meetings like this are so crucial um, and everything I've read about them uh, tells me that they that they create a space for the the non-romantic aspects of your relationship that you can just like get a bunch of information out there or like, you know, get on the same page or, or, you know, they can have multiple purposes, but you have a special space for that so that you can actually prioritize other forms of intimacy, partnership in other places, or there's, there's less misconnection, et cetera. You know, um, I got this idea, I think from one of the first, blind dates that I recommended a book called, um, I think it's 25 mindful relationship habits or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just said to have, you know, weekly, monthly relationship check-ins where you check in. Um, I think this one was more targeted to like your relationship vision, you know, your goals for your relationship, your partnership, um, check in about that. But you know, that has evolved in my partnership to be a logistics meeting. You know, we share finances, we go <laughs> over sure. our budget. Um, a couple other examples of things you can talk about in these meetings and they can be 30 minutes and they're low stakes and they're, they're meant to be habitual. They're meant to be like, like how Sam and I check in every Monday. We, we, we check in on something and it, we don't spend forever on it, but it's just something that we want to share with each other. Um, mm -hmm. So you can talk about your schedules. You can go over your calendars like, oh man, next week my mother's coming into town. Um, we'll need to you know, clean out the guest bedroom or whatever. You can talk about logistics, like who's going to take our baby to the doctor's appointment or who needs the car on Saturday or whatever. For you sure. can talk about your For finances. Sure. If you, if you have shared finance, financial stuff or goals in that way, um, you can talk about relationship goals like, okay, cool. Well, we've been together for six months. Like, how's this going? What does it feel like? Where mm. do you see this going? You know? Um, and another thing that like really helps us right now is like, what are our needs for the week? If I'm feeling yeah. like really run down, I can say at one of these meetings, I can say, I'd really love a day to sleep in this week, or I really need some time to work late. Um, you know, after our daughter comes home from daycare, I need some extra work time because I'm trying to finish this project. Like how can we accommodate each other? Um, and, and of course like emotional check-ins, but to me, Although this like meeting started as like one for our relationship and our relationship goals, and it was inherently logistic in that way, I try to separate like, how are we doing emotionally, intimately, you know, as a partnership from like, how is our life functioning, co-functioning together? <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but they can be melded together. Like I, I, other things I've read on doing these relationship business meetings, you know, say, start with a emotional check-in. How are you feeling this week? Maybe it's not about your relationship, but like, oh man, yep. my life is really stressing me out right now. Or I'm bringing a lot of stress to our relationship because I'm dealing with other things that are external to it or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I think these meetings are really great um, because they, our lives have a lot of moving pieces, whether you have children, whether you, or not, you know, whether you have stressful jobs or not, whether you live together or not, like 
our lives, our calendars are fuller than ever in this day and age. And it helps to be on the same page, especially when you've got like shared tasks or whatnot. Um, and I, another thing I like about these meetings is that, you know, I've learned like that Willow and I in this time of our life with a, with a baby approaching mm-hmm. one, um, <laughs> Like she can't, we can't always like tell each other things on the go anymore <laughs> Sure, yeah. because n- not unlike slog, it will go in one ear and out the other, <laughs> you know? So it like sure. a lot's like this time and place to like not be distracted, to feel like teammates, to feel like we hmm. are. I mean, honestly, I think that these, I think that these meetings, you know, similar to scheduling sex, it probably sounds like really sterile. You know what I mean? It probably sounds really boring and, and logistic, but like for me, these, these meetings fuel a sense of teamwork, a sense of connection, you know, not working separately on a common goal, but instead working in tandem together on this like chaotic life that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I appreciate that you are like really sort of intentional and scheduled about it. I would say that uh, Peter and I do a lot of similar stuff, but it isn't necessarily as like intention. Like we don't necessarily have like a meeting on the calendar for both yeah. of us to sit and talk probably because we don't have a child. <laughs> and so like it makes it easier for us to just kind of like do it on the fly. But like, yeah. you know, we like intentionally check in on each other um, usually on Sunday night, which is like, okay, so what's going on this week? Uh, and then we have like the list of the things that are happening like, either in work or after work that we're like nervous about or want to talk about. Right. And often the question is like, how are you feeling going into this week to sort of check in on that? And then we check in like every day about like, how is the day and like what's coming up for us and what do we need? And then if we have things that are like logistic-y, I mean, we have the benefit of like, oh, Peter will just text me and say like, okay, uh, actually after work, I'm going to do this thing instead. So I'll catch you at home. Uh, if you can make dinner, great. If not, we'll just pick something up or whatever. Like we'll, we'll sort right. of talk about and like check in and be like, oh, you can't just make decisions unilaterally anymore. You have to like, yeah. of course you can, right? Like you're a person who gets to decide what they do with their time, but also you have to like know the consequences yes. of that decision, yes. <laughs> right? And like check in and about it, which I appreciate. But we'll also have like, you know, we will say to each other like, hey, we need to check in on this. Do you want to do it now or do you want to do it? in a couple of days, like what, what will work. And sometimes it's like, yeah, yes. let's just like talk about it right now. But sometimes it'll be like, no, actually I need some time to f- like figure something out. Can we talk about this in two days? And then we'll intentionally like, yes. like Peter will sometimes put it on our calendar and say like, yeah. check in about this trip or check in about your mom or whatever it is to help us figure out like, no, we need to talk about this. We can't just keep putting it off. But I understand that like one of us needs more time to process yes. it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a great example because also I'll add, like, I think Willow and I used to be a lot more scheduled. You know, it was like a once a week thing or a once a month thing that we would put on the calendar. But now it's, it's almost like it's been ingrained in our partnership patterns that like when we have a busy calendar or like when we know, um, you know, when we're, when we're at a lull, really, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. when our life is quiet for a moment, we know like, okay, like we need to, uh, we need to touch base. We need to double check what the other person's carrying and how we can support each other. Um, and it, because of how it was scheduled originally when we first 
you know, made this a habit, it's now more like secondhand. It's more second nature for us to right. bang out a lot of logistics at once. You know what I mean? It's like, because, you know, another thing, I feel like logistic conversations often snowball. Like, you'll be like, oh, what time are you going to be home tomorrow? And then you're like, oh, I think I'll be home at 4.30. But, hey, that reminds me, I need to borrow the car on Wednesday because I had to pick up my friend from the airport. And you're like, wait, is your friend coming? Does it, are they staying for dinner? Are they a vegetarian? <laughs> yeah, do, right, you right. know, do I need to make more food? You know, and then all of a sudden you're talking about a thousand things at once, which is, again, why I liked, I like to set aside some time to deal with all this so we can get to the bottom of all of them instead of just like half answering a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my first piece of advice though, to our, um, our check-in letter question writer um, is that it might feel formal or sterile at first, yeah. but it, one, it can take whatever shape you want. Like, don't feel totally married to the idea that it has to be on the calendar or it has to be called something or structured or whatever. Although I do know of couples who literally have an agenda and a time stamp, you know. Um, sure. And, uh, but, you know, the more you do it, the more you be- make this a part of your secondhand relationship nature, it that formality will kind of just melt away into this is a way that you make, this is maintenance, maintenance. This is scheduled maintenance. This is what makes the machine run smoothly. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I think Sierra's exactly right that it gets easier as you go along because the, the conversations feel less fraught because you've done them before a million times. Right. So you're not like, Oh God, we're going to check about and about how things are going. It's like, yeah, of course we're going to check in about how things are going and and we'll handle things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if something's not going well, cool, things have not gone well before and we've handled them. So like, it's not like, it's not like this huge, like, ah, what if something terrible happens? Um, but I, I, I think that the the practice around it is probably what's most important and not necessarily the structure of it, right? Like, cause it's going to look different depending yeah. on the relationships that you're in. So exactly what Sierra said of like, you could have an agenda or you could just like have a list in your head, right? Or like whatever I, I, I it is. I often text myself a list of like, oh, I got to talk to yeah. you a little about this later. And then I'll look at my phone and be like, oh, the, you know, it says dinner on Wednesday. What's what do you want for dinner on Wednesday? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I often like, forget. Car drives. Those are great oh times for check-ins. Yo, that is the <laughs> realest thing. We have taught, we have convinced ourselves that we need to sell our house, buy a new house, <laughs> keep our house and do a, a huge kitchen remodel all in one three hour car ride. <laughs> car rides go. are where we've named our baby. Car rides are where we planned out family goals. Yes. You're right, so right you're just about like, that. You're, si- you're sitting there. You're, you can't One leave. of you can Google. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love a car. I can't wait to tell Willow you said that. Because we just we love, had a great one. We love a Friday, car ride check-in. Oh my God. Where keep, we keep, like, keep, where keep. we were driving to a friend's house and we like had a check-in and there were tears and it was like, okay, well we're, Aww. we're checking in. Like we're, we're seeing how yeah. we're doing. Right. Like, and it was like, yeah. and then we got to the place and it was like, fine, but it, Lo- but it just kind of so, happens a lot organically so in the car. Right. <laughs> like, I love that you said that. <laughs> All right, my darlings. Um, we hope that helps. Uh, it will. Yes. I think this is a helpful thing to, to apply to any relationship, no matter how busy or unbusy your calendar is. For it's sure. Great to check and in. Like, 
talking, you can also talk about how uncomfortable you are with the idea of doing this too, right? Yes, <laughs> like that can totally. also help provide some levity. Like, Ugh, yes. we're going to have this conversation. It's really like, similar to scheduling sex. I feel like, you <laughs> know, because sure. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is how you prioritize something. You put it on the calendar or you put intention behind it. And th- sure. the more you do something, the less awkward it is. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> it's only country crunchy till it gets smooth. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, let's get into today's letter. Our letter is from short term fun. Whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Baltimore. Dear Sam and Sierra, I'm writing today, not because of my breakup, but rather because of a new situationship. I'm a 31 year old straight but curious female living in Baltimore. About two months after my breakup, the grief started to lift and I felt a whole phase coming on. <laughs> I downloaded <laughs> sure. Tinder. I thought I was looking for something light, fluffy, and fun. So I set my looking for Tinder status on short-term fun. I didn't even know the hat, man, this is how long I've been out the game. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> <Right>. I didn't know. <laughs> Um, (laughs) on my first night of swiping, I had a super engaging conversation with a guy. He, his, him a little older than me. We were messaging paragraphs back and forth about our careers and passions. I also reiterated to him my Tinder looking for status and shared with him that I wasn't looking for anything in particular since coming out of a long-term relationship. He responded that he was open to a lot of different things. He was very mindful about the time he took to respond to messages. One night he had a dinner planned with a colleague and messaged me saying he may not be as responsive because of it, but it didn't indicate that he wasn't in interested. I was impressed with his communication. After a week of messaging on the app, we met for drinks on a weeknight. We bar hopped, got tipsy, made out on top of the deck of a parking garage. And <laughs> I said like a hundred words <laughs> on the top deck of a parking garage. There we go. <laughs> the top of the deck of the parking garage. <laughs> reading. Here we go. Um, And I invited him back to my place where we had sex. His physical affection surprised me. I must have gotten over a hundred kisses on my back that night. (laughs) Time out. (laughs) That must be a very polarizing thing. Like, are you pro back kisses? Yeah, I think that they're, they're great. um, As long as you're giving me space to sleep. (laughs) But like, if we're like, cuddling and then you're doing it and then like, like we in sleep the act my friend and then we wake up oh in the act of sex yeah i knew it i knew you would be anti he's I'm making less, a face i'm less into it i'm less into um, it no i think it's nice but like a hundred like this is a hundred back kisses i don't know i'm like pro back kisses i just was like that was a lot of back kisses <laughs> Listen, y'all, I saw y'all's comments. You miss our you miss our ta- our tangents from the long episodes. So, get ready. My brain's going to just share fucking everything we think of. We will We have your permission now. We have your desire, yeah, so we yeah. will fulfill it Answer with whatever tangent who, we want. What? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, let's just play bingo. Um, here we go. Uh, go ahead. 100 back kisses. Um, For the first time in a long time, I felt sexually liberated. We met two more times since then that ended in sex and a sleepover. Getting to know him has made me change my mind about the short-term fun I thought I was looking for. I want to see if there's something more here. However, I'm not sure if he just sees me as a fuck buddy now. Since meeting in person, he doesn't text me as much. We go for days without texting. I initiated the last time we hung out, and we parted ways agreeing we should do it again sometime, yet I haven't heard from him. 
him. I'm not sure if him texting less is an indication of how he views me, especially after him being so clear in his communication prior to us meeting. How can I go about initiating a conversation with him about possibly dating more intentionally? Or should I? We started messaging three weeks ago and have hung out in person three times. So part of me is telling myself that it's too soon and I'm going to scare him off. Did I box myself into the same? Did I box myself into the short term fun category? Is he just going along with what he thinks I want because of what I said? I previously experienced anxious attachments in I previously experienced anxious attachments in romantic relationships. Him texting less triggers me to want to pull him closer. However, I'm trying mm. so hard to take it easy, to not overthink, and to just enjoy what we have going on. Is it possible th for things to naturally progress into something more without me revealing my feelings and risking rejection? <laughs> <laughs> that I sentence don't think is so. just nope. <laughs> Let's just put that on the fucking t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Can can I get more without revealing my feelings or risking rejection? <laughs> Probably not. Um, probably not. Unfortunately, you probably will have to reveal some feelings and probably risk some yeah. rejection. Yep. 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 Thank you so much for giving me the space to share this and for your time and care with so much love, short-term fun slash overthinking. So cute. I love this letter so much. <laughs> I know. Oh. Um, and I, uh, I love that you're putting yourself back out there, short-term yes, fun. Yes, and I yes. love that you're, you are trying new things out. I love that you're being introspective about what you want and recognizing that sometimes that thing might change. And I also recognize how challenging that yeah. all is and how nerve wracking and anxious that can make you. And so, uh, all of this is good and exciting and also terrifying at the same time, which is so much of what <laughs> <Yes>. dating is. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to offer you some very, I'm sure, helpful advice, hopefully. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back from this break. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, my sweetheart, my darling. Um... This, you know, I joked earlier about being like out of the game so long that I didn't know about the new Tinder settings. Um, but this this letter like put me back in the game temporarily. Like the, <laughs> it, I can like remember sitting in my room, like half getting ready, half waiting for somebody to text me, wondering if I'm am gonna go out that night. But like, if they do text me <laughs> conveniently, I'm fully dressed and have a full makeup face of makeup on, you uh, know. And then like also like you know, the, the things that I would do to distract myself from texting those people, uh, it just bringing me way back there. So, um, absolutely. And like the, the thrill of the initial the text. text, like right Ugh. when you're like, sort of like going back and forth for the first time. And it's like the paragraph. Oh my long. God. It's so, ex- yeah. That's like so exciting. And you're like revealing things and learning things, but also you're like, Very Oh shit. Cute. When they don't respond, you're like, Oh God, what did I say? Did I mess up? Like, and then you like double text and I you're know. like, ah, ha, ha, that was a joke or whatever. And it's just like, so exciting and exhilarating Man. and also just like the worst feeling in the entire world. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't know what the fuck double texting was back then because <laughs> because there's not a word. There's not a word for the number of texts I would send in between. <laughs> it would make yeah, me also, so like, self-conscious. <laughs> honestly, now in my 30s, I'm just like, whatever, I'm going to double text. Sierra, can... like last week, was taking a nap and I just texted her like 17 things in a row <laughs> because I was a like, hundred... you'll read this when you wake up. A hundred percent. I'll do that to my <laughs> conscious waking working wife. I'll be like, I know you're in a meeting. <laughs> And I know you're trying not to look at your phone, but look at all these funny memes. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> y'all wanted tangents. Here we go. Um, Here we go. <laughs> uh, back to you, my darling. Um, I wanted to answer this letter for a dozen adorable reasons, but but mostly because I just want to remind you that at any stage in your life, in any relationship, at any crossroads, you can always reinvent your intentions. You can always change your mind. Mm -hmm. You can always adapt your thinking or your behavior and the people or the memories or the, you know, societal traditions that make us feel like we can't, you know, that we'd be like, oh, I, oh no, I can't like go back on what I said, or I can't be different, or I can't, you know, uh, come out of the closet or I can't do all of these things that are different from the idea that people have of me. Mm-hmm. All of those, those, those preconceived ideas of you are liars, you know, cause those ideas are speaking from the past and they might even be speaking from the present moment, but they're not speaking for your future. And you're the one that gets to decide all of that. Um, the idea it's it's laughable, really, the way our brains, our anxiety makes things so complicated, right? Uh, <laughs> like, oh, my God, I told him that I wasn't interested in a serious relationship. And then I got to know him and I really like him and it changed my desires for him. Like, that's so, you know, when you take it out of anxiety's cage, that's like so simple. It makes so much sense. And the answer oh, is absolutely. you tell him about it. You, you talk about it with him because that's yeah. how we communicate things by communicating. Cause the yep. other option is you say nothing and never know. And this Peter's out or you're stuck in this middle area or you're always second guessing what box he has you in. You know, this mm-hmm. can all be solved with maybe an uncomfortable conversation that leads to rejection. But right. the alternative is it's solved by a very painful, long petering out. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And like, and also remember that your anxious attachment style is telling you that this is the person for you. And that if you ever, if you do something wrong, it will cause him to leave you. Right. Like that's, that is like what the anxious attachment style is, is like, that's its script. That it's walking through. Right. So like, I, I think, I think genuinely that you like this guy, right. I don't think that this is your anxious attachment style lying to you. And hey, if it is. kisses. Right, a hundred back kisses. It's too many, but like, great. no, no, I'm saying, if like, you like it, hell yeah. <laughs> if you like it, I'm, I'm, I love that for you. But like, I think that the, I don't think that your anxious attachment style is is lying to you. And if it is, guess what? You can figure that out later, right? Like, you don't, like, you don't have to be a perfect person who like understands that in this in this moment. But I want you to remember that, like, you can talk to this man about it, and if he doesn't respond well to it or doesn't give you the answer that that you that you wanted. It doesn't mean yeah. that you like drove him away or scared him away, which is what yeah. the anxious attachment style will tell you. This is my fault. This is the perfect person for me. We are made for each other and they won't be with me because I fucked it up. Right? Which yes. is such a painful thing that y'all inflict on yourselves. And I don't know why you do it. It doesn't seem very happy. Listen, <laughs> what's the first phrase? Self-flagellate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Right. Like if if it's revealed that he's not interested, that just means that you're not compatible. Right. Out of the millions of people that are around you on a given day or whatever. Right. Like this one person just isn't compatible with you. So I say talk to him about it. See how it goes. And then if he says, yes, let's continue. Let's do this. Great. Fantastic. And if he says no, then you'll know that he's not somebody who wants to pursue something long term with you. 
and that's okay. Right. It, it's, it's horrible, right? Like it sucks. Like the fear of rejection is really, really real, but it is okay that he is doing this. And it doesn't mean that like, he's the one that got away. It just means that this person wasn't interested in the same things that you were, despite the fact that you had really great sex and lots of kisses and, and all sorts of great banter with each other. Yes. And let me say one more thing, just in case this helps. Um, I'm really guilty for, of convincing myself that I want something um, because it soothed like an, a wound in me wound bingo for all those people <laughs> playing at home. I said, <laughs> take a sip y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, for y'all that don't know that joke, apparently there's a just break up discord and they like play like a bingo or a shot drinking game where like they drink every time. We say certain things and it's every time I say the word wound. So do it again, friends. <laughs> my darlings, wound, my drunk wound, wound, darlings. Wound, wound. Now you're all drunk. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Anyway, um, you know, my my historically and I don't know, present day, I have a really bad habit of convincing myself I want something because it is the traditional source of affection or love or sense of purpose that I got. Not the healthy one, Mm, not the mm -hmm. right one, not, you know, like not, for example, like if it was like, um, affirmation, it would be like, oh, I want this person who was, who made me feel really good about myself because I want that wound to be satiated. Not because I like actually want them. Like maybe, maybe like underneath the anxiety, anxious anxiety, excuse me, underneath the anxious attachment is like your hoe phase being like, wait, wait, don't leave me. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were doing this thing. It seemed really yeah. fun. Yes, totally. Um, I only say that like not to have you second guess your intuition, but just to, as one anxiously attached cutie to another, like a nod at the ways in which our anxiety can trick us into getting our needs met. Um, mm. uh, is this man as shiny as you think he is? Great question. I think he is. Yes. You know what I mean? Like from like, like Sam said, like, I think you're genuinely into, into this guy. Um, and you have every right to be, you don't need to like over introspect your way through this relationship. But just in case you are, um, remember that you're allowed to be, um, single, that you're allowed to be, um, passing through this person's life. Um, Mm -hmm. not everybody is for us and we are not for all of them. And, and being unpartnered has no impact on your worthiness or your deservedness or your love, lovability, love, lovableness. Um, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that the only way that you're going to know how shiny this person is, is to spend more time with him. Right. And to, and I think that you can do that, in the way that you're doing it right now, but it sounds like you want to do something a little bit different. So I would say, talk to him about it. Um, yeah. and doesn't have to say, be to give an example. I would just like send a text and be like, Hey, um, I have really enjoyed our time together. I'm wondering if you want to go on like a date date. I know that I said I was interested in something more casual, but I've been really enjoying our time. And you've been on my mind. So do you want to do do this fun thing? Look at me. I'm fun and cool and chill and also communicating my boundaries and (laughs) desires and needs. Chill girl. Redefined 2023. (laughs) (laughs) I I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Crazy at all. 
No. And, and like, that's the thing about all of this stuff is like, these conversations are so not like awful. Right. And we've been so, we've been so taught over and over again that like, Oh God, if you, if you say this thing to this person, then like you're a weirdo. Right. And it's like, or you could just be honest and be like, Hey, I'm really enjoying the time that we're having together. And I'm actually, I know that I said I wanted something short term, but I'm actually sort of interested in seeing where we could possibly go. So just to let you know, like that door is also open now. Right. If, if we are in some place where we want to like move forward. Right. It doesn't have to be like, will you be my boyfriend? Right. Like that, that's like heal my wounds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And does that require you to show a little vulnerability? Absolutely. Does it yeah. open up you up to the possibility of rejection? Absolutely. But I love, I love the idea that you're like wanting to get to a point where you have, you get to like skip those parts. Right. It's like, it's like somebody asking like, Oh, can I just like run a marathon without training? And it's like, maybe, but like, do you want to, like, it doesn't seem like a super helpful way to approach this problem. So yeah, it's going to open you up to those things. And like, that's really scary. And that's how relationships begin to bloom, right? Is by showing ourselves to other people. And the delightful and wonderful thing about relationships is that it, a lot of the time that vulnerability is seen and heard and loved and nurtured in beautiful ways. And yes, of course it opens us up for rejection, but you know, the payoff can be really big too. So I appreciate how difficult and challenging this is and that it's not fun to put yourself out there, especially when you've, when you've been like, I'm the chill girl. Like I'm, I don't I'm need chill. a relationship. I'm... Like, don't worry about it. I'm here. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. The first dude, of course, is like, oh, actually yeah. this guy is kind of cool. But again, right. Like you can turn off the hoe phase to see where it goes with this guy. And then if it doesn't work out, you can always flip that switch back on. You can always go back to the hoe phase. phase right? like is it, eternal. Exists, it is eternal. It exists yeah. for it is, forever. It's not his phase. It's, it's a lifestyle. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. It's right. more like a, like a coat that you can like put on or take off if you need to. Right. So, Oh, I was just more thinking it was like your soul's essence. <laughs> <laughs> for some you know people, I mean? it definitely a, is. Yeah. For, for, it's not yes. a phase mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. And that wraps up the episode. All right, my darling, <laughs> we love you. We believe in you and we hope this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you are interested in getting more content from us or ad-free content from us, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as access to an ad-free episode. Our ad-free primary episodes are also on Patreon. Uh, That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach uh, more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, you are always allowed to reinvent yourself because you are always 
allowed to make different choices. When people have an outdated story of you, they don't get to dictate what you can or cannot be. And that includes yourself. If you have an outdated story of who you want to be, don't limit yourself um, by those, those definitions. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>